computer. Fantastic. Okay, so welcome everyone to stop over drinking slash stop over sugaring or over whatevering, um, over anything in April 22. So um, yeah, so let's just plan for today is, um, first of all, we're going to talk about, I'll just thought I'd do a quick recap on what we covered last month. And then um, I actually had a trip to Melbourne where I got to coach myself and I did a review that I posted in the group. So there was some interesting lessons from that that I just thought I would share with you guys as an example of how we can fail and learn, um, speaking, you know, teaching what I, what I preach. And um, then we're going to open up to coaching. So I want to spend most of this session um, coaching. And as I just mentioned, like if you want me to pause when we get to coaching you, just type in the chat or let me know so that we um, will definitely, I can do that. Um, and next month we'll talk about like making like your habits unattractive. So, you know, what, what if that's alcohol or sugar or whatever it is. But I thought today we'll just try and keep it simple and, and spend most of the time with coaching. So just recap on where we're at so far. So basically last time I shared my deepest, darkest secrets in with my story with alcohol, um, the good, the bad, and the very, very ugly. So if you haven't seen that and you want to like know just, you know, where I'm coming from, I guess, um, please go back and look at that. I don't want to rehash that story right now. Um, but yeah, like really I, shared that just for, for a very specific reason not to just make myself remember relive the the awful things but but really just coming from this place of like I had a serious problem with alcohol was I have a deal yeah and, and and if I can change like it's possible with my relationship to alcohol to where it is today like it's possible for you to change as well um and then we, so we, I shared that and as just an inspiration to know that this technique that like this method and proceed the process that we're using, like it really, if, if it can work on me, it can work on most people. Um, so then, then we actually went through the kind of how to on changing a relationship with sugar or alcohol. So there's four steps to that process. First is just committing to change and that you're like, that you're deciding you're going to have a different relationship with alcohol. And then we actually, the second step is applying our PRET process, so from the Naturally Healthy Club, to, um, to this specific work, um, and, and, but with a, a, like a slight twist to it. So uh, basically we're using PRET, so P for planning. So this is not negotiable in the work that you do on sugar and alcohol. If you've got a problem with overeating something or over drinking, then the planning isn't just some nice optional thing that makes life easier. The planning is the, pro that is the process. So we have to plan ahead to use the best part of our brains because, um, because you, know, you can't just rely on your body to feel satisfied and to stop when you've had enough with some foods and particular and particularly with alcohol because you know, because they impact our brain in a different way like they stimulate 
like alcohol changes our brain in a, in a whole heap of host of ways, but it also, in, but sugar in particular, it, it stimulates our dopamine, it just do, stimulates our reward pathway. So it's really hard to feel satisfied with, with that. Um, and so planning is like essential <laughs> with this process. Then review, so our prep process R is for review. So we again, we like whatever we're doing, you know, we want to make sure that we learn from our, our mistakes. And so we want to like just spend some time thinking through like what work, what's working well, what didn't work well, and what do we want to do differently. So and we've got my Melbourne trip example to go deep on that today. But just if it's a can be a few minutes of you just thinking it through, like and just thinking like, you know, the next day, like thinking what happened yesterday, or even at the end of the day, what happened today, what can I do differently? And and taking it from there. Um, and then so we've got plan, review, enough. And that that's this is the key difference with applying this prep process to alcohol and sugar, is that you know, we uh using our brains to decide rather than letting our bodies to decide what the amount is that we have and how often we have it. So we're using boundaries in order to, to have that healthy relationship with sugar or, or alcohol. And, and the, the way that we want to approach this is that we're doing, we're not, that we're not having like, it's not that it's about restricting and like, that it's like this bad thing it's actually something that we're doing for us it's not like a punitive thing it's something that this is like having these boundaries is for us and if you think about like the way I think about it is, is like parenting like you don't there's like there's a balance you you know you want to have like it's important to have boundaries for kids so that they have guidelines so that they're not going off the rails um, but then you don't want to, so you want to, like the boundaries are helpful because if you swing too far on too permissive, like, you know, that causes one problem, but then also if you're too strict, it causes other problems. And so we want to find this middle ground and it's the same with alcohol and sugar. Like we want to find where like, it's not like, like we never have alcohol and we never have sugar. It's like, yeah, we have it sometimes, but we also like, that we, we're very defined and we have these boundaries about how often we have it and how much we have when we have it because that's what provides the safety and that's what enables us to grow up and be healthy, like, you know, to have been parented properly because we find that balance. So it's like we're doing this for us. We're not doing this to punish ourselves or because we're evil and weak-willed and we can't be trusted. Let's, like we want to let go of that type of thought process and really doing it from this this is empowering me and this is helping me and this is this is like this is something that we want to do okay so that's that's how the the process is different and then t is for tracking and tracking is I think can be helpful with this it's not something that I use in my relationship with alcohol or in my relationship with sugar um I don't measure anything to manage it these days, but I think if I was starting out on this journey, I probably would like have some way to keep track of the number of times I 
stick to my plan or um you know it might be like my brother he tracks his alcohol he tracks every single beer he can tell you how many beers he had on any given day in the last five years like he has he keeps a track of it in his his journal so I think like tracking the you know number of drinks you have or tracking the number of times you stick to your plan um, can be helpful because our brains have this negativity bias and we want to like not um we often don't see the progress that we're making and so in order to see progress and to um, just help like help guide us and to recognize when what's working well like having some way to keep track of your progress can be really helpful so have a think about that and how you might want to apply that to your work that you're doing on sugar or alcohol um, so then so so then the other part to the how-to so we've got commit to change we've got to apply the prep process which has those four things that we just spoke about then number three is be befriending your urges and that's a, this is what happens is that we create a plan and you know we decide in advance great and then of course in the moment urges come up and or maybe we don't have a plan and then opportunities present present themselves a cupcake appears in our in our midst or a cookie or um you know a glass of champagne magically falls from the sky or you know, a friend invites us out for a drink that we hadn't hadn't anticipated um or we just have an urge like we've had a hard day and we're like you know what like really feel like a glass of wine right now um and so the thing with urges is yes as soon as you have boundaries there's going to be your urges are just a, going to be a part of that like it's just a natural part of how human brains work but rather than resisting them or rather than fighting with them we want to just like learn how to make peace with them and let them be there without having that 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 argy-bargy and so if you like want more on that you can go back and listen to the replay from the march call as i go into quite a bit of depth on how to befriend your urges there um, and then the final part is a, that you can do concurrently with all this is evolving your self-concept and we actually did an exercise in the in the um in the last group on letting go of your old identity and how like you know how to actually be um, intentional about changing your your identity in in terms of your relationship with sugar and um and or alcohol whatever you're you're working on um so that there's an exercise there the other exercises we did in the in the last one where we did an exercise around finding substitutes for like sugar slash alcohol you know so what are like some non-alcoholic drinks that you can enjoy um, we also did an exercise around deciding like how you're going to plan and when you're going to plan so that you actually have that in place because it's really important to decide when you're going to do something if you're going to like if you want to build a new habit having that time set aside is really key and building it in scheduling putting it into your schedule is really important to um, getting that result um, and then um, the other exercise we did was actually creating a belief plan around, um, you know, sugar slash alcohol. So that's where we did last week. I'm just going to open up the chat. Did anyone have any questions from last time? Um, oh, Liz has said, I've just had a light bulb moment with Jules. Yes, I love light bulb moments, Liz. Um, we have to use our brains to, for, 
treats instead of our bodies do you have a belief around um treats in your plan so i um i don't at the moment because it's like it's not something that i'm working on liz but you know a, a belief that you might like to have is just like you know i'm i have a healthy relationship with treats or or i'm I'm developing a healthy relationship with treats. I'm becoming someone who has a healthy relationship with treats. Could be a, a good thing to have in, have in your plan. Um, you know, something along those lines of, or thinking about it in terms of like what what does naturally healthy Liz like? What's her relationship with treats like? And coming up with a, a, a thought around that that symbolizes it for you. Um, you know, or have a healthy relationship with chocolate. You know, whatever it is can be can be really um i think that's a really good 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 point liz um okay no question other questions but yeah any light bulb moments share them as we go that's awesome um okay so my melbourne trip a couple of it was beginning of march so this i posted this on the 6th of march so i'm just going to read through it just so you can see um like kind of like it's just i thought it was a good example of how to do a review, like an actual like written out review so that you're able to learn from whatever happens. So my Melbourne trip review. So first I wrote about what worked. So trip to Melbourne, first travel in two years, um, kept my daily practice and exercise snacking habits, the thoughts, I want to do this, this is who I am. Um, so then what else works? Stuck to my alcohol plan on Friday. The thought word that I really helped me there was it's better when I stick to my plan and I don't actually want any more wine. So I'd actually went out for lunch on Friday, on the Friday, and I'd planned to have one glass of wine, which I did. And then I went out for dinner on the Friday and I'd planned to have two glasses of wine and I did. And I actually didn't want any more. It was like there was no... And I didn't want any more at lunchtime either because I knew I was going to be shopping and making decisions about stuff. So I didn't want to feel foggy, foggy. And then at dinner time, I was like, I had my two glasses and that was totally enough. Like I felt really good. Didn't overeat, like left food for both times. It was really great. Actually, the next point I had written down was like no overeating, had yoga and seeds before going out to lunch. Um, Oh, this was going out for lunch on the Saturday. So I wasn't ravenous or drinking on an empty stomach. So that worked really well. Because um, in the past, I've like, because I normally don't have breakfast. So like I, lunch is my first meal. And of course, if you're going out for a boozy lunch, you tend to like, you have a drink in the bar before you actually sit down to food and doing that on an empty stomach in the past, not such a great idea. So that had worked really well that I actually had yogurt and seeds before I went out. Um, other things that worked, miraculously avoided a hangover, even though I didn't stick to my alcohol plan, um, was able to be self-compassionate, even though I had terrible sleep. So the thought behind that was, um, I'm feeling disappointed with myself and that's okay. There's just something here for me to learn. So that was a huge thing because in the past, if I had a, like, had a boozy night or boozy day, um, yeah, and the next day I would have been like feeling terrible from a hangover. So this was great because I didn't actually have a hangover, but I did also didn't have like that kind of negative self-talk, like, you know, going into that beating myself up thing. I was really self-compassionate. Um, so that was like a double bonus is that, yes, I was able to feel disappointed with myself and actually, you know, let that be okay. That yeah, of course I was disappointed. Um, 
and that it was okay for me to feel disappointed, but also that I didn't have to give myself a hard time. It wasn't going to be helpful for me to beat myself up. Um, so other things that worked well, so um, when we were out for lunch, um, yes, so, yeah, ordered actually ordered tea to have with the with the cheese even though I wanted dessert wine and the thought was that I've had enough booze and so that was actually I did some good coaching in the moment there because I like I was like oh I could have dessert wine here with this cheese and I was like no I'll enjoy the tea just as much and I've had enough booze so like that had helped me in the moment um and then the other thing that worked well was after having a glass of macadamia liqueur at the bar, which wasn't that great, ordered another tea, even though the girls were having beer. And the thought was that helped me there was that I really want tea. Like I didn't want beer. I didn't want wine. Definitely didn't want any more of the macadamia liqueur. And um, yeah, like that, that thought was really helpful. And then um, in the cab on the way to the airport on Sunday morning. So I had like an early, really early flight. There were like girls still out from the night before, like on Saturday night, like still out, like as I was drive, driving through the city. And I realized that, you know, even though I hadn't stuck to my plan, like I was in bed by midnight. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, um, it could have been much worse. And in the past, it had been much worse. So that was like another win from like, oh, yeah, that thought of like, oh, it could have been much worse helped me be self compassionate. Okay, so now we move on to the lessons of what what I learned learned from from my um, from my from and it was actually it was only on Saturday I was there for Friday and Saturday it was only Saturday that was a problem. So lessons lost track after counting two glasses when the waiter started topping our glasses. Um, yeah, so I had zero idea of how much I actually drank. Um, and then my thought in the moment, I actually remember it. It was like, oh, it won't matter. Like I was in the conversation. I was like, oh, he's just topping up my glass. I've lost, like I've had two glasses, but like, it doesn't matter. I won't keep track. I, I, oh no, I won't have a drink. <laughs> um, and that thought was not helpful because of course, um, you know, I, I didn't keep track of how much I was drinking and I, I didn't know. And so next time, like I'm in that situation, I'm going to remind myself that the only way to have a healthy relationship with wine jewels is to plan and to count my glasses so I can know and stick to my plan. Um, and I'm going to remind myself that alcohol is a highly addictive substance and there's a reason you've struggled in the past with these jewels. And so, yeah, and the other thing that I will do is just, you know, it's easy, like the like you just put your like you can keep talking but just pay attention if someone's trying to top up your glass you just put your hand there and just wait until that glass is empty and they're they're always coming around at a restaurant like that it's not like you're going to miss out on any wine um so that was a big big lesson for me is just to remember yeah it actually is important for me to to just drink one glass at a time um you know and normally when i go out these days I order wine by the glass because you know my Irish when I like have different wine preferences. So normally it's but so it's rare for me to be out sharing a bottle in an environment like that, um, where that's just getting topped up willy-nilly. Uh, so that was a good good lesson, I thought. And you can see, like, like it might seem, oh yeah, like that this is really detailed to be going in and thinking through all these things. But that's the detail and those actual like thoughts in the moment 
that's what we want to, if you want to change your actions, you need to actually change those thoughts in the moment. Like that's the difference between sticking to your plan and not sticking to your plan. So yes, we actually want to get really granular on the thoughts that are and the conversations that are happening in your head. And it does seem like, yeah, this is a lot of work, Jules, that you've gone through all this stuff, but this is how I'm learning. And this is how I've was able to change my relationship with alcohol and actually the coaching stuff and learning about this this is something that I learned more recently and I started changing my relationship with alcohol you know a few years before but I think I would have speeded up that process significantly if I'd take if I'd had these tools and understood the importance of really just getting curious and being intentional about my thoughts and learning from my, my, my mistakes. So, so I'm teaching this for a reason. Um, okay, so the yellow lesson that I'd had was I knew I'd had enough booze and was hungry for food. Um, and that was really interesting. So we'd had lunch, you know, we had, it was like, you know, fancy restaurant. We're there all day. And then um, when it came time for cheat, we'd ordered a cheese plate. We were going to order a cheese plate and then they actually moved us into the bar because the dinner crowd was coming in and they needed to clean up the table for dinner. Um, so we had our cheese in the bar and I had my tea, tea with the cheese. And then, um, but I was actually still hungry because it was like one of those fancy restaurants where we'd shared things and we probably, probably should have ordered more food, but we like, you know, you don't, you don't really know. And so I actually knew that I'd had enough wine and that I was actually hungry for food. So we actually ordered a second cheese plate in the bar that I had with my tea, with my second cup of tea. No, I didn't. I had, I can't remember. It doesn't matter. But, um, but I actually remember, like, I remember that thinking of actually I did have, I knew that I'd, I'd had enough to drink and I knew that I was like, actually was hungry for food so we did order another cheese plate. I actually was hungry. I still could have ha had another cheese plate after that because it's like it's actually not that much cheese between three of us. Um, yeah, but the girls were like wanting more booze, and so they ordered another bottle of wine. And I like I, I was actually in the moment. I was like I didn't. I kind of wanted to go home, but then I was like I haven't seen Mel for two years. Like she's my she was my bridesmaid. Like I love her. Like you know, and we didn't want the night to end, the day to end. So we like, you know, just they ordered more wine and I had some, even though and the thought behind that was, you know, I'm not, not going to see them again, but I knew I didn't really want it. So I could have just like let the wine sit there, but I still drank it. So I thought that was an interesting lesson of just being more on top of that and actually knowing actually, you know what, I do want more food and I am going to see like, what, what are the other options? Like bar snacks, like I didn't have to get another cheese plate. Like, could I have got some nuts or like some bread or whatever, like, you know, whatever it wouldn't have mattered, some salami. Um, and also like just that thought of like that scarcity thought that I had of like, you know, I don't want this night to end. Like, you know, I could have sat there. I could have gone, you know what, I've got enough of a buzz. And I could could have like sat there. I didn't have to drink the wine that was poured into my glass. So that brings us into the do differently category. Um, so what will I do differently? So listen to my body. If I need more food, ask for more food or order more food. Um, and the key thought there, it's okay for me to ask for what I want. And I guess that's a little bit with of like 
you know, me being very easygoing and wanting to fit in and like, you know, like actually asking for what I want can be sometimes a little bit hard for me. I'm usually pretty good these days, but, but still it comes up. So that's, you know, it's important for me to ask for what it's okay for it's safe for me to ask for what I want is a thought that I think would be helpful in future situations. Um, the other do differently is don't let my glass be topped up. Um, let it be empty again so I can just stick, keep track and stick to my plan. So the key thought there is it's better when I wait to let my glass be topped up so I can keep pace and stack, keep track of my plan. So it's better when, if it's better if I do this, it's going to be in my favour. Um, do differently after four glasses i'm going to be having and won't even be capable of sticking to any plans so stop after four um even if it's a really long lunch and it goes on till 10 p.m like four is enough for you jules and the key thought there is like i don't actually enjoy anything after four glasses like that red wine that we had at the end like well i didn't enjoy it like and i have so i had nothing to lose by stopping and i would have felt so much better and I could have still had the time with my friends. I just, I didn't have to drink the wine. Um, you know, I could have got some water to have on the side. I could have got a, or another pot of tea to have as well. Like, you know, there's so many options there. Um, and then another thing I want to do differently is like, listen to myself. If I don't want more wine and I want to go home, it's better when I listen to myself. And the key thought is, could have been like, you know, I've already had enough catching up. The quality of the connection and my conversation isn't like you know we were all hammered then I don't remember what we talked about and we'd already had the connection we'd already had the laughs like I'd already felt that and having that extra couple of hours at the end it wasn't wasn't helpful um you know and I think like just this thought that it's it's actually okay for me to go I, I would have been okay for me to go home and leave leave the others at the bar like I'm a big girl I could get a cab I could get an Uber like it really wouldn't have been a problem um and then I also made a note to like just set a reminder to re read this review before I go on our next girls trip in. Um, we're actually going in July to South Australia. So there we go. So that was that was my review of my Melbourne trip. So that is it. Does that so now we're gonna open up for coaching? So um, does anyone have any? Who wants to, who, does anyone have anything they want to get coached on or any thoughts or um, any celebrations that you want, might want to share or wins that you've had since last time we did this, um, this stop over drinking slash stop over sugaring call? Come on. Let me just pour some more tea. And I might just I'll pause the recording. Oh, where is it? 